Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Turn with me in your Bibles once again to the book of Ephesians. I know you're probably uh, glad that we got done with the women last week, but well, we've got a little bit more to talk about with the women, and then we'll hammer the men the next week. So uh, just just remember, ladies, uh, as much as you feel uh, the the, uh, exhortion of the Scriptures this week, it's coming for the men, don't worry. Uh, we'll we'll get hammered just as much as well in how much we ought to live for Christ and how what we're to do. Ephesians chapter 5 is where we are. Let's pray and ask God's blessings on this time. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank You so much that You uh, love us so much to provide for us a, a way of understanding and knowing how we should live, how we should conduct our life, and how we should... Uh, uh, live and act so that we can best uh, serve you and minister in your holy name. And Father God, I just pray that you'll continue to work in us. Lord, allow us to hear your word and may it uh, uh, enrich our lives and, and help us to grow in our walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, last week we talked about... Uh, in this passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, we, we saw how we are to uh, submit to one another. And in verse 22 it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own, uh, your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Uh, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives also, uh, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. So we want to look at this passage of scripture and uh, and understand the role of of wives according to God's uh, design, according to God's uh, direction in the life of a Christian. And it all goes back to in Genesis when, if you'll recall, uh, going back to Genesis chapter two when. God created woman. He created woman out of man, and he uh, he gave woman to man that he might uh, have uh, that he might not be alone in the garden, uh, and also that he might have a helpmeet. And and all of what we are have been looking at in terms of the role of women is to be that helpmeet for men and to help uh, to be the helpmeet for her husband. And again, we uh, let me stress this is not a passage of scripture that is rightly uh, understood if you take it to mean that you can just mistreat your wife, that you can just uh, cause her to be a, a doormat, and that you wipe yourself all over her, or wipe your feet off all over her and and just uh, abuse her and all that. That is not what this passage of Scripture is saying, but rather it is all about uh, the proper role of the family, the proper uh, uh, structure of a family, and God is laying that out for us to understand and to help us to, to gain that understanding. Many women fail to submit 
to the purpose of God. And that's what this is. This is discussing, we're discussing the purpose of God and God's plan for the family, God's plan for our lives as Christians. And when we are, when we stand up and defiantly say, well, I'm not going to allow anyone to tell me what to do and what to say. Well, then you're defying God. You're not defying uh, your husband. You're not defying men. You're not defying society and the world. You're defying God's purpose and plan. And so we're looking at this passage of Scripture and we uh, uh, looked at last week uh, the fact that in, Ephes- uh, in Psalms chapter 31 we have this image of the most excellent woman that is uh, being uh, extolled by uh, the mother of King Lemuel and how she should, uh, he should look for a woman that is virtuous, a woman that is uh, able to... Uh, uh, to bring honor and uh, to help in the home, and that's that's the purpose of uh, of uh, what the wife is to be in that home, and and she rightly kind of uh, uh, lays out what she's supposed to do. She's to um, uh, uh, who can vi- uh, verse ten of, of chapter thirty one of Psalm uh, of Proverbs, excuse me, not Psalms. Proverbs says, "Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is above rubies." The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. And what this is really laying out is is the great value of a virtuous woman. Not all the different roles, all the different things that she has to try and live up to, but rather uh, by having a proper understanding of your role in the household in terms of what God's desire is, uh, this allows uh, us to see that she is to be treasured, that she is to be uh, uh, cherished. Uh, the woman is, uh, uh, that God extols ha- is a very deep contrast. This is a woman, look, it says, um, she'll do him good all, uh, and not evil all the days of her life, and she'll seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She's like a merchant ships. She brings her food from afar and she raises also while it is yet night and gives meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard and she girdeth her loins and strengthened and, uh, uh, strength and strengthened her arms and she perceives that her merchandise is good and her candle goeth not out by day. This is a hard-working woman. This is a woman who is not idle. This is a woman who uh, is uh, diligent in the things that she has. She uses those resources that she has to create more in order to uh, to help and support her household. And this is a, a stark contrast that was mentioned earlier in Proverbs about an adulterous woman uh, whose lips drip with honey, who has a smooth tongue that's no, uh, noisy and foolish and rebellious and quarrelsome. That's the contrast. It's not that women have to live up to this exact standard, but rather a good virtuous woman is one who uh, does everything that she can in her power to extol uh, God and to lift up God, to make her household a uh, type of household that... that uh, 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 shares the message of God with her children that her husband and her children are able to look at her and see uh, how uh, great their life is because of her. 
and it is contrasted to the adulterous woman uh, that does nothing but takes and destroys and divides and uh, brings dishonor to the home. So the, uh, what we need to understand is, is from this passage of Scripture and the others that we've looked at is that uh, God has gifted us with the relationships God has gifted men with the relationship with uh, women, and women have been gifted with the relationship with men. Remember this all uh, in back in Ephesians. All of this says uh, that we are to humbly submit to one another, and and we can't. Uh, we can't submit just uh, unevenly. We can't have women just submitting to their husbands or else it's an abusive relationship. In the same way, you can't have men uh, submit to their wives and love them and cherish them if she's not also supportive and not also uh, submissive in her role. And so this is about mutual submission. This is about uh, a, a giving of oneself to the point of uh, expressing love. And so uh, we need to understand that, that uh, our relationship with the, our wife as men is that she is a priceless treasure. In Proverbs 19.14, uh, a prudent wife or a, a wise wife is, fr- is a gift from God. And we need to see our wives in this way. And wives, uh, we, you need to uh, live in that way in which you can be a gift from God. And so we, we talked about what that meant. We talked about submission last week, and we talked about how it's a mutual submission. We talked about uh, that as a role of, of women uh, to submit, not just simply as uh, doing whatever a man says, but rather ta- uh, understanding that it is to do uh, those things, submit in terms of godly uh, things, only do what honors God. And we, are, uh, we saw that uh, as we submit, uh, ladies, as you submit uh, in your relationship, you're to submit as unto the Lord. This is a, a way of reverencing God, of, of expressing uh, your love for God and, ex- and, and understanding your role as God has laid it out. This is not what uh, men have devised in order to uh, keep you down, to keep you from uh, accomplishing everything that you want to accomplish in your life, but rather this is according to God's desire in your life. You're to do this uh, uh, unto the Lord. Then what's the motive? We see that it is a divine plan. We talked about that. Uh, It says uh, in this divine plan, for the husband is the head of the wife. And so this is this is how God laid it out for uh, marriage to be is uh, this this order, this this plan of God of demonstrating uh, God's love of demonstrating. Uh, the relationship that we have one to another and how God and everything that God has created. Let me just share this with you. This is outside of what we're talking about here, but it fits so well. Everything that God has created has points to his love for us. Everything in creation expresses, uh, as we read in Scripture, it talks about in in the Psalms how uh, the stars uh, in the heavens uh, express the love of God. They sing out the glory of God. 
And astronomers and, and people have, uh, that, that study the stars have, have uh, said that the stars do make noise and they are uh, singing out uh, of God's love. Everything in the order of creation declares the glory of God. And, and that uh, comes all the way down to how God desires our relationship to be in our marriages and in our life. And so we see the motive the, uh, is to uh, follow God's uh, plan that that we are to follow what God's desire and the model that that you ladies are to take is not a man but but Christ. It says, "Wives submit to your hu- uh, own husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church." So your model for uh, submission, your model for how you accomplish this is seen in Christ and how He submitted uh, Himself uh, to the Father and how the church submits to Christ. And so uh, this is the model that you're to take. And we talked about all of this uh, last uh, time. We talked about your willingness to, uh, to be uh, submissive to God, uh, your uh, obedience and serving God by being submissive in your relationship of uh, not doing it grudgingly. Uh, you know, God doesn't appreciate a, uh, uh, a reluctant giver, someone who does it begrudgingly because they, they say, well, I, I just feel like I have to. No, we ought to joyfully give. And that's how we're to, uh, to live in our relationship and in our uh, fulfilling our responsibilities that we are to do it joyfully, not grudgingly. Look at verse 23 again and it says, uh, uh, not only are you to do this according to the fact that Christ is the head of the church, it says, and He is the Savior of the body. This is, our, uh, this is how we are to, to understand this. We are to look at this and understand our weakness in our role as uh, as a person who is fallible, who is uh, fallible in in our everyday life, that we're submitting to Christ because Christ is is our head, and Christ is the head because He is the Savior of uh, the church of the body of Christ, and we're to understand our weakness and and also be mindful and be aware of His strength in our life that he is the savior and this is and uh, the lastly the thing that we need to look at is the magnitude in everything it says therefore as the church is subject unto Christ so let wives be to their own husbands in everything now uh, we talked about that last time also in that we're to uh, that this submission is not to submit to do ungodly things or the things that are contrary to God's desire and will for your life but rather in everything that is in accordance to God's will in your life today I want us to look at a couple of uh, verses in uh, another section of scripture uh, turn with me to Titus Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verse 3 through 5. This is part of the role of women and how they're to live their life and, and not just uh, of service to... And look, this is not... Uh, uh, 
Submission is not all about just simply sitting there and doing everything uh, that your husband says. It's not all about just simply uh, being uh, barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen and, and fixing supper and having the, uh, your husband's slippers ready when he gets home and that kind of thing. That's not what this is all about. It's about responsibilities. It's about roles in the family. And this is what Titus talks about. It, uh, it, this, uh, what it says, what Paul is writing to Titus uh, in uh, chapter 2 of Titus chapter 2, it says in verse um, 3 through 5, And the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. So first of all, we need to understand that uh, that uh, as women in your relationship and your uh, submission in terms of your family. It's not just simply to submit, but to submit to the role that you've been called to. And it says here, older women, now this is women who are outside of childbirth, uh, birthing age. What is their role? They're to be teachers of good. Uh, teachers of good. And, and that word there, uh, there's one word that, that means that whole phrase, uh, teachers of good. Uh, and it talks about training, of being a trainer to help train other women in how they should live and how they should uh, uh, act and primarily the children that they have in their family, the extended family. We talked about that a little bit of how uh, Sunday school is modeled and how uh, really school is modeled in this model uh, from uh, Scripture of this, these women who are sitting there and they're teaching the next generation of their family or maybe multiple generations of their family how God's desire is for their life. They're to be teachers of good, to train and encourage and admonish and instruct uh, of, uh, those children that are, are young ladies and young men that are in their care that they may teach young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love uh, their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Young uh, men likewise to exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is in the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. And so it goes on to talk about also exhorting servants and others within the household. So uh, we're to, you're to teach self-control, to be sober-minded, to be balanced, to be sensible, to be prudent, uh, to be uh, self-disciplined. Uh, this is all about uh, not simply uh, some distorted uh, view of, of women in terms of uh, you know, society wants to say, okay, if you act a certain way, then uh, this is just a handmade, handmaid's tale uh, come to life. I, I've never seen that. I don't know what, it, what they're talking about. But they're talking about basically uh, uh, people being subject to being controlled and, and everything in their life controlled and, and uh, that they don't have any say in their life or anything like that. That's not what this is about. This is about following along according to God's desire, according to God's work in your life. Uh, then turn with me uh, to second, uh, excuse me, First Timothy chapter five. What about the younger women? How's, what's their role? What are they to be doing in their everyday life? Uh, well, there's instruction for uh, younger women as well. 
First uh, Timothy chapter five, Paul is uh, sharing with Timothy uh, instruction about how he is to be setting up the church, and uh, this is uh, the role of of all, uh, of of people within the church. First uh, Timothy chapter five says in verse 2, the elder women as mothers and younger as sisters with all purity, honor widows that are widows indeed. But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite uh, their parents for that is good and acceptable before God. And we have to remember all of this is, is being obedient to God, being obedient to God's desire. Now she that is a widow indeed, a desolate and desolate trusteth in God, <coughs> excuse me, and continueth in supplications and prayer night and day. So she's to be someone who is is constantly coming before the Lord for direction and guidance. She's to be someone who is is uh, close in their walk with God and having a, a constant uh, daily uh, relationship with God that uh, God would be directing her. Verse 6, But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. This is talking about a young woman that goes about and uh, follows the fleshly things of, of her life. He says, She is, is dead while she still liveth. Uh, and these things give in charge that they may be blameless. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Uh, so it, there's instruction here that uh, the younger women are to teach and give counsel to visit uh, to provide hospitality, it says on through to chapter uh, chapter five, verse fifteen, all the way through there, that they are to uh, to do everything in their power to uh, to do the things that are necessary to help in their community, to help with younger children. And many times, what would happen, especially in uh, the area in which Timothy was was ministering. Uh, Orphans, uh, young boys would be taken and they would be instructed on how to be gladiators and they would be thrown into the gladiator uh, arena and they would, many of them would die simply because they were uh, unable to, to, to defeat their enemies. And young women would be taken and, and uh, be thrown into brothels and be sold as, uh, in, in the sex trade. And so uh, what this is all about is, is of making sure that you take care of your family, making sure that you take care of others that are in need and being uh, nurturing to others to teach and to counsel, to visit those who are in need, to provide hospitality to those who are traveling, to the uh, to uh, traveling ministers, to those who are uh, estranged in the area, and to provide uh, a, a safe haven, to show ministry to children. Uh, and what this is all about is about passing on spiritual enrichment, passing on uh, a spiritual relationship with God, passing on the, 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 uh, the treasures of God's Word, the treasures of, of, uh, of spiritual enrichment in your life to, the, to a, another generation and sharing that with others. And younger women are to maintain their godliness, uh, to be a good mother, to not be idle, 
and what would happen is, is that many of these younger women that, that would go from house to house and, and try and, and uh, help provide and do things, there were many younger women uh, that was in this situation that Paul was saying, uh, make sure that they don't, uh, the really younger ones don't do this because they'll go from house to house and become idle and they'll just use it as an excuse just to, uh, to be out there and, and in other people's business basically is what he's saying is. Uh, but he said instead, make sure that they te- uh, you teach them uh, to live according to what God's desire is for them. And so what is the teaching that's found in Titus 2? Uh, the teaching is, is that uh, these women are to teach uh, uh, each other, to teach uh, women to love their husband, to make sure that they do what is necessary to, to enrich their home by being a loving wife and love their husband, to make sure that they don't wander from uh, the relationship to their husband, to love their children, not to to uh, 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 overlook their responsibility to the next generation, to be sure that they nurture their children and do everything they can to provide for their home and to teach and instruct their children in the ways that they're to go, to teach their husbands to love their children. I find this to be uh, very important even in, in a society like today in which many men get so busy in their life they go out and they work uh, 40, 50 hours a week. Then they come home and then they go out and they go fishing with their buddies. They go bowling with the other people. They uh, do this, do that, and they do all kinds of things. And they have no time for their own family. They have no time for spending time, uh, time to, to actually demonstrate a godly love, to demonstrate a love for their own children. And these women are extolled to teach their husbands how to love their children and to pass on the virtues that they need to have in their own life uh, by loving their children. And they're to, to be pure and chaste and virtuous and faithful in marriage. It says, uh, uh, just all you have to do is read through here. Verse 5, to be discreet, to be chaste, to be uh, keepers at home to be good and obedient to their own husbands that the word of, my, of God may not be blasphemed. And this is all uh, focused and pointing towards a godly witness in the home, a godly uh, uh, temperament within the life of the woman that, that she is able to demonstrate the love of God to their, her family and to her husband, to be virtuous uh, and uh, to be workers or builders of the home Use the resources that God is providing you in the home to make the home the best place for the children and your family. Uh, there's so, uh, so many stories in, in the news uh, of, of people that are just so self-centered today. I remember reading in the news uh, about a, uh, less than a week ago of of three children that were found in Houston in an apartment all by themselves, the oldest being 15. And they were uh, left alone for months at a time. And the, and the mother uh, of these children had, uh, was not even aware that a fourth child had passed away and was in the next room in the apartment. These children were having to stay in an apartment with a sibling who had passed away. And by the time the police uh, finally came and, and uh, discovered them, uh, the child had been reduced to, to bones. Let me tell you, that, that takes a long time. And it's, it's an awful thing. 
that these children had to go through. There's other uh, instances in which uh, parents in the news have been uh, just so thoughtless of their children going into casinos and leaving their child in the car all by themselves, going uh, into uh, uh, bars and nightclubs, leaving their children for hours and hours on end in the car by themselves in the middle of the night. It's unconscionable for for most people to think of these kind of things, but uh, we live in a society where people only are thinking of themselves, only thinking of things, of of the vices and the things that they uh, enjoy, and they're not thinking of the, the lives that they've been entrusted to care for, the lives of these precious children that are being harmed. And we're taking this offering, uh, the Mission uh, Georgia, this offering to help children just like that. They're abused, that are in foster system, that are uh, 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 orphans that are abused and, and sold in the sex trade, that are, that are homeless. And it's, it's incredible to think that there would be that many children that are being uh, treated in this way right here in Georgia. We must value and cherish the children that God has entrusted with us. So what's at stake? What, what is this all about? This is all about, uh, most importantly, to honor the Word of God. When men are called to... Uh, in Ephesians chapter 5 and the next couple of verses and how they should live. Uh, uh, wives, you're called to, to uh, be obedient to your husbands, to honor your husband. But uh, husbands, you're to love your wives even as Christ also has loved the church and given Himself for it. Husbands aren't left off the hook. And, and in many ways, I feel like husbands are given the higher responsibility. But we're to honor God. We're to, uh, to be obedient to God by being in our role of, of how we are to live. That we're to honor the Word of God and to, and to fulfill God's Word in our life and to live according to God's desire for our life. And, and secondly, uh, what's so important is, is that these... Uh, the home needs to be a place in which the next generation of young believers are brought up in a godly home, in a home where God is extolled, a home in which God is honored, a home in which God is, is revered and followed and, and taught to these children. And what's at stake is, is, is in the home is as, as important as honoring God and being obedient to God's Word. We need to, to fulfill God's desire and follow Him to live according to His uh, Word for us and His role for us in our life. To live and to honor Him and to serve Him in everything that we do. And we do that by fulfilling God's desire for us. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we praise You and thank You for Your great love. We thank You for the great joy of understanding and knowing Your will for our life. Lord, help us to fulfill Your purpose in our life, to help us to do the things that You've called us to do. And Lord, help us to be the people that You've called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.